You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Now, the long-awaited Phase 2 of the Tunma line of the MTR, which spans from Chunmun all the way to Wukwaisha on the end of the Maanshan line, is set to open this Sunday. Now, this is not without its controversies from construction time to cost and even some of the station names. So this afternoon, we're talking about the history of the names behind some of our MTR stations. And I'm really delighted to be joined on the program once again by Alan Chang, the founder of Protecting Hong Kong Names. Welcome back on the program, Alan. It's great to speak to you again. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We are live this afternoon on Facebook as well, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. I hope our listeners can join us there this afternoon and perhaps uh, weigh in with their own observations. Um, Before we talk about the MTR names, uh, can you perhaps tell us a bit of the work that you do at Protecting Hong Kong Names? What is this organization? So uh, it was a a blog that I started of... um, almost 10 years ago. (laughs) Um, What we do is mostly to promote and try to revitalize um, uh, toponyms of Hong Kong, so to speak, uh, names of places. Most of them are less known to people, not as well known. And um, I do it by, uh, I write articles about um, places so people can know more about their local geography and try to educate them on that and um, I also uh, teach people about where uh, fun facts about the, the names where they live in and uh, names of neighborhoods around us and uh, topographies like the, the geographical features around us. Yeah, what sparked your own interest in this area? Oh, it, it was funny because um, I've been living in uh, near Kowloon City for all of my, my life so far. So uh, going back to when I was a kid, uh, when, whenever people ask like where I live and where I go to school and stuff, there it, there is often no simple explanation because <laughs> people often don't know about um, places around that area. They they would only know about Kowloon City and, and, and Tokawan. But like there are a few, several, as I've come to learn, um, several smaller um, neighborhoods that, that are sandwiched in between that are not quite as known to people. Yeah. So this is also due with my later findings on the Chuma line. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's great that, you know, through your own interests, you can also help other people understand the geographies of Hong Kong um, a bit better yeah. because a lot yeah. of us are from Hong Kong, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it is due to many reasons that we often don't know um, the, the neighborhood that we're in, even we live in it. So, um, so, uh, so I'm here to like try to like tell people about what I found and share with them and, and help them try to find themselves a little bit, maybe. Yeah, and a newfound appreciation of the history, the, the great history of Hong Kong and, and the names of the places that sometimes get rewritten, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to reconnect with, uh, with, the, um, with the landscape as well, that's... That's also one thing that I'm really pushing on because you can live next to like a, a little hill. You can uh, 
see it every day, but you can never tell, you can, you never knew like what it's called, um, because it's some buried in the history somewhere. And, I, and as I've learned more and more, I start to like undig all these like names that people have forgotten about though. Absolutely. So, like here so at, at RT. To, like, Sorry, go on, go on, Alan. Yeah. To help them um, have a, like a better understanding of our own culture, our landscape and our identity, so to speak. Absolutely. And some of the places are right by your doorstep that you don't even that, you know, we don't even know about. Um, I was looking up, you know, RTHKs in Kowloon Tong on Broadcast Drive. So one of the closest MTR stations is Kowloon Tong and Lok Fu. And I, you know, Lok Fu, Lok Fu in, in, in Cantonese. But um, it was supposed to be called Lo Fu or Lo Fu Ngam, which is right by the Lion Rock. And I had no was, idea about that. Yeah, it was... Yeah, yeah, it was it was called uh, Lofunga because uh, Lofu Station was in Lofunga because it's it's it it's it was built on top of like a a large piece of rock that's shaped like a tiger. That's why, yeah. That's right, but apparently Hong it's Kong not. Hong Kong often very. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about the methods. You know, I mean, how how do you do your research and collect evidence uh, for the original names of places? Where do you look at? Right, I I mostly look at old maps, uh, historical maps of Hong Kong. And pre-COVID, I used to go to like the Central Library. They have a map library over there. They're, they have a good collection of maps. Uh, but these days, I I mostly do it's done online there is a good website that has a lot of uh, historical maps it's called uh, hkmaps.hk it has so many historical maps of hong kong and um other than maps there are often books that i read about about places in hong kong whoa those are amazing yeah. hold them up again for yeah. our facebook listeners and for our radio listeners who want to go on facebook alan has like a, a thick collection of books where do you get those books from yeah. and of the history of hong kong yeah it's just bookstores but there aren't many um authors that write write on places in hong kong yeah. but uh very few there are few there are they're starting to turn out publications now so so whenever this one comes out i i uh, often get it like at once <laughs> uh, and that also fills up some of the gaps uh, with my findings and so it, the, the picture the larger picture is starting to 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 come together do you ever go to the neighborhoods and speak to the older generation to to find out what it's called um before the mtr came along and renamed some of the stations yeah well, yeah i do i do do field trips uh it's very uh, besides looking at history it's i also i think it's also important to look at the current state of the neighborhood so i often do field trips um around everywhere and just to just to see if like the land users and like the, the, the atmosphere would have like a, a clearer separation between like the two neighborhoods i there are the intricacies that are that adds to to the 
larger picture. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind is sort of the, the rapid development or the sort of lack of historical documents on Hong Kong geography um, um, and, and sort of the inconsistencies between different departments of the government. I mean, how does that affect the names of places? Um, because a lot of the times you rely on books or online findings or speaking to people, but it might not be properly documented. I mean, what's your, um, what's your reading of this? Well, there are often no documentation whatsoever because, um, well, as we know it, there are no official neighborhood boundary boundaries in Hong Kong. We don't use a postal code system like a lot of Western countries, so there isn't like a like a foot down uh, definition of this particular neighborhood in Hong Kong. And our government is very utilitarian, so every department of the government would start to to create their own catchment areas with from like a functionality perspective so so it, it is really hard to put down the finger and tell people that that which neighborhoods which oh my gosh you're so right and sometimes a building can have two addresses without giving away where i live in kennedy town for example um davis street can be doubled up as cadogan street which is on the other side and sometimes on the on well, some of our mails you have to put both streets <laughs> yeah 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 that's sort of the ambiguous ambiguity that i'm trying to avoid uh where i used to live near on there's like a strip uh, alongside uh prince edward road that that are, are often categorized as four three to four different neighborhoods because yeah that's because right. of their yeah yeah on portland street and uh yu chow street as well there's often like neighborhoods which can share yeah. two addresses yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so this is sort of like the thing, the kind of things that like got me started on on digging into the, the, the history of places, and what I found was like, um, well, well, Hong Kong neighborhoods are are successors of uh, villages created by the early settlers. They're often small villages, um, so Hong Kong neighborhoods are often smaller than than some other places, and 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 during this like um, process of uh, urbanization and colonization by um, that by the British, the, there's often the intricacies between uh, the names, uh, the etymology, and and the hierarchy of names in Hong Kong. So so that have been overlooked. That's why that's why. That's why there there's certain things that got lost in translation, and and that gets confused. Yeah, that's the, so fascinating and, and and interesting. I mean, in your opinion, why is it important to sort of uh, preserve the the names of places? You know, times change, um, and people change, and sometimes the names of places reflect. Um, this, the, the change in society, but why is it so important to sort of preserve these original names? Right. Well, first of all, I I believe in um, the topography that the landscape shapes the culture that happens on it. So, so by learning by learning about the, the, the landscape, we, we're able to to have a deeper understanding on on why the things happened they were um, with. The human geography of it, and also I think that um, this like confusion with um, toponyms, like place names of places, often lead to like a miscategorization of of the 
historical narratives that happens on it. So, so when 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 a place get that gets buried in history, that it's hard to find what happened on mm. that in that particular place because uh, history is category. It it is a, a wayfinder to find historical narratives names of places so so when they get confused it's often harder to find history so so there are stories about a certain place that would get buried as well yeah so i think it's important for people to at least have like an accurate understanding of the evolution of of the names yeah what sorts of challenges do you come across when you're trying to unearth the the original names of places and and have you know a big corporation for example like the mtr that have renamed several station that those names become the regular names that people refer to i mean i, I live in western district we we call it hku now rather than sektong joy sektong joy you know <laughs> yeah there i mean i mean it is a um, mtr is a private uh, it's it's a corporation so so there are certain certain factors that they looked into when they named stations but but the main thing is they um stations are often planned between neighborhoods between yes. several neighborhoods yes. but there only be one station name so so what happened is uh, that station name is was slowly like sort sort of dominate that uh, that whole region so and, and become like the larger name of a, a larger area Absolutely. and and smaller or less known neighborhoods are often overlooked and, and ignored and sometimes like becomes extinct that way yeah and uh, so i'm sort of here to, to speak for these like smaller neighborhoods and, and try to tell people that they do exist and and people often often would ignore because like the pull from an mtr station would be so strong that people would start to ignore like actual like points of reference around them like, like roads or buildings referring to like a particular name and yeah instead of our station yeah can you sort of give us some examples of that happening already oh right well well maybe maybe i'll just focus on like the the neighborhood i live in uh it's called mato chung um it, yeah. it is like a small neighborhood that sandwiches between um Kowloon city and uh Tokwawan. Uh, MTR was going to name uh, Sangwong Toy Station as we know it now, uh, Tokwawan, because they were confused or just ignorant about like the local geography of it. And we, we said things on, we commented on it and it sort of made a slight change. Um, okay, so, so, so Matochu, it was a creek. Um, south of Kowloon City. Um, it has, a, it is very important in Hong Kong history because uh, in the late Southern Sung Dynasty, two boy emperors, they, they were fleeing from the Mongols in the north. So they they, f they fled all the way through down here um, in Mato Chung and they sort of lived here for a little bit between, um, between uh, 12, 1277 and 1279 so they spent about two years here and um, and they they used to um sit on a legend has it that that they used to sit on a rock by uh, by the sea and that 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 rock was uh na later named uh, sacred hill or the kill of the 
Kings of Song, and then um, it, um, it it got destroyed by the Japanese when they built the airport. Um, but there, there's like a, a piece of it that, that got preserved, and that is what is known as Song Wong Toy. Is that piece of rock? Wow. Would you consider it a bit of a victory? Um, because they were going to call it something else. Uh, I would say half and half because mm. uh, with the uh, station named Song Wong Toy now, people would start to call it. Someone toy, but then in actual fact, it it was a name of a landmark. It it was the name of the rock instead of the neighborhood, uh, which is called Matochun. Yeah, and and uh, you can find a fire station named Matochun, a school named Matochun, and a road named Matochun, <laughs> right where that station is. And um, but then but then but then it. We have to see. It's still early to 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 see, but um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely letting people know about this. That's great, um, um and I'm yeah. sure a lot of people will now recognize Mato Chung in its own right because that's the area. Yeah, it, it's also jarring as well because when you look at um, um government documents, they it will and and news stories by the media, they will always often categorize as uh, Kowloon City. But if you if you ask the people living in Matochun right now, a lot of them would actually consider themselves living in Tokwawan. Uh This is sort of like a sort of like a disjunct between between the two, and 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 I'm sort of letting them know it's neither case because there was a name there that that get that's getting ignored. <laughs> so when you tell people, do you talk about Matochun or do you talk about Tokwawan or Kowloon City? Which one do you use? Often, I often tell people that I live in Matochung. Um, and what's it, their reaction? Do they say, "Where is that?" Yeah, that, well, well, that's often the reaction I get from everything I say in <laughs> 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 the last ten years. Um, but it, it's inaccurate to, to call here um, Tokwawan because it, it belonged to it belonged to a larger cultural region uh, to what is known as Kowloon City today. There, it, it, there was a larger region that the, the Kowloon Wall City that governs, that's called uh, Gaolongzai. And then yes. somehow that got lost in translation and got, got amal amalgamated with like, um, a street, Kowloon Street, in, which is what is known as Kowloon City. And, but Tokwawan itself belongs to, it is one of the three districts of Hong Kong. So they're, they belong to two different uh, distinct cultural dis um, regions, but the, so sort of like Mato Chung bit like sort of the musical chair in between the two. Yeah. Um, are you worried that um, that the names will sort of change as history, if you like, is being rewritten? And I, and I say that, for example, you know, the MTR station uh, Olympic, um, it, it's really in the area of Tai Kok Choi. Um, but everybody now calls it yeah. Olympic, for example. Um, and Tai Kok Choi, I mean, we still refer to the area, Tai Kok Choi, but yeah. nobody, that area is still Olympic now. It's sort of being rewritten. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very. That's one of the distinct cases, and um, it's actually between um, Olympus Station is actually between Tai Kok Choi and 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 the neighborhood that's been yet to really actually named. <laughs> there is this whole area that which was the the um, typhoon shelter. That's that, that's really yet to be named. It it was sort of still ambiguous what, where that place is called. <laughs> Yeah, but then, but then um, 
I mean, I mean, a lot of things happen um, over the course of history, and and things change, and places change, and uh, I sometimes find uh, neighborhoods with, with um, compete space with each other. So mm-hmm. sometimes the place would get called A, sometimes it get called B. But then I feel I feel that we it's as as normal people we we should we should at least have like a a, a more comprehensive understanding of it and see where things come from and see like the whole storyline of it instead of just focusing on like a particular time period absolutely with digging through like this place's names i i've come to know a lot more about like the history between like the great uh, frontier shift and between the great frontier shift in like the mid Sing dynasty and 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 world war ii that was like the, the the history that i got to know a lot about and that's often like the, the time frame that people uh don't know much about because there's a lack of documentation there's yeah yeah and alan you're definitely making such a big difference i remember speaking to you four years ago and it was through you um uh, th- uh, you made me realize that causeway bay that the causeway bay wet market is actually uh in uh, tin Hao. so that's originally what co- where causeway bay is and the causeway yeah, bay we well, know now is east yeah, point it's still, it's still, <laughs> and, but then was started called east point Causeway Bay, and then that, and then now it starts to move towards a canal road where Borington is. Yes. <laughs> so, so you see, you see, there is a problem when we don't know about these things. That these names really travel very far and cause greater confusion with people, and 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 that's not a healthy sign. Yeah, exactly. Finally, um, just think- sorry. Go on, Alan. I don't think that happens in many places except Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the lack of proper documentation of the boundaries. And the lack as well. And and when you look at like the local geography syllabus, there isn't much to talk about, about the, the evolution of villages into neighborhoods around us within our city. And, and, And that's sort of also like the, one of the main reasons why there is like a general lack of understanding of our local geography because people don't get to learn about them in school. Yeah, this is so interesting. Right, finally, I know that Protecting Hong Kong Names is launching a calendar. Um, can you tell oh, us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, well, as you've known, we, we, we are uh, coming into like this sort of the public spotlight because of what is known as the Chima Line pr- Rail Project, and 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 to uh, sort of to thank everyone for their support over the years, and and also to give them sort of a gift of uh, <laughs> to, wow. to appreciate. So I we 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 are in the process of working with a lot of great artists um, on this beautiful calendar. It would have like um, illustrations of uh, is that Li Yumun. So, no, that so. um, that's actually what you book Pak Thai Temple. A bigger plan. Oh wow! Yeah, so so we're working with a, a group of great artists, and we're creating uh, in creating this uh, one one piece of counter merchandise, so to speak, to everyone. So if anyone's interested in getting one of these, uh, please uh, 
contact me on social media or send me an email. That'd be great. Alan, remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about protecting Hong Kong names? What are your social media handles? Oh, so we're on almost every social media uh, possible. Uh, Our handle is protecthknames. Excellent. Well, P-R-O-T-H-K names. Yeah. And you're on Instagram and Facebook and all channels of communication is there. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> That's great. Well, Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Alan Chang, the founder of Protecting Hong Kong Names, uh, sharing many sort of history lessons and interesting uh, geographic locations of Hong Kong that sometimes will be lost uh, because of the lack of uh, proper historical documentation and inconsistent standards of documenting them. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Alan.